When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Welcome to Previously On, a podcast series created to help you through some of the most complex yet brilliant television ever made. Big Little Lies, Season 2, Episode 1. What have they done? Welcome back to Monterey. We begin with Celeste being woken from a nightmare by a mother-in-law, Mary Louise, played by Meryl Streep. She lies in bed alongside her twins, Max and Josh. Mary Louise offers them a lift into town, her expression shifting to one of digging curiosity, and she asks what the nightmare was about telling Celeste she had said rape whilst asleep. Celeste brushes it off and continues to get dressed. They're late. There are high spirits in the air at Jane's swanky new apartment as she and Ziggy prepare for the first day of school, second grade, whilst dancing around the living room. Celeste and the twins are on the way there too, with Mary Louise at the wheel. The boys are playing up and fighting in the back, ignoring Celeste's call for calm. However, Granny quickly stops them in their tracks with a stern word, telling them to respect their mother. Madeline is in classic hyper mode as she and Ed drive daughter Chloe to school, mostly concerned about what the other mums think of her. With the kids at school, Madeline, Celeste, Jane, Bonnie and Renata gather to chat, attracting some very interesting side glances from the other parents, the death of Perry still clearly a hot topic of gossip. After a very cheesy assembly which included the toe-curling school song, Madeline catches up with Nathan and Bonnie outside. We learn that Madeline is now selling houses for a living, but a sullen Bonnie quickly departs this small talk. Her husband Nathan, Madeline's ex, says that she's been in a state of shutdown for a while now. Madeline shares her thoughts on Bonnie with Celeste as they head for coffee. They arrive at a different coffee shop. What madness is this? And while Celeste heads to the ladies' room, Madeline notices Mary Louise sitting at a table and approaches. The pair exchange pleasant small talk for all of 10 seconds before Mary Louise begins talking about her dead son, Perry. Granny Mary then proceeds to cut Madeline to pieces with her razor-sharp tongue, calling her a wanter. She says she also wants, in particular, to know what happened to her son the night he died, but that she won't ask Madeline, as she'd actually like the truth. There is a new sheriff in town, folks. Howdy, ma'am. At the supermarket, Ed bumps into Tori, who's the wife of Joseph, who's the man Madeline had an affair with. It was a very complicated first season. He nearly doesn't recognise her, and Tori tells him it's because she's had her breasts enlarged to hide her nose. Hmm? An awkward conversation ensues where Ed stares directly into Tori's eyes for the entire time. As Tori leaves, she almost stops to say something else to Ed, but then walks away. Celeste visits her therapist about the nightmares she's been having. 
She talks about strangling Perry in her dream and that she was like a monster. When quizzed, she admits feeling responsible for the uh, <clears throat> accident. Bonnie goes running in the woods. She remembers events from the night she killed Perry as she runs. Back home, Nathan presses her for what's wrong, but Bonnie tells him she just needs space. Jane is at work in a new job at the aquarium. She dishes out some interesting octopus facts to kids and is also helpfully bailed out on a question she doesn't know by a young male work colleague. Ed is at a cafe enjoying lunch when Nathan approaches and asks if he could speak to Bonnie to try and get her to open up. Ed doesn't think it's such a good idea, which results predictably in an irate Nathan storming away, calling Ed snide, which is quite tame for Nathan, actually. A photo shoot is underway at Renata and Gordon's house. Renata is loving life as a successful woman of power and influence, striking pose after pose in front of the camera for a magazine feature. Gordon retreats to play with his model railway and knocks back copious amounts of whiskey whilst nursing a baseball bat? Mm -hmm. During a meeting with someone from Stanford, Abigail breaks the news to her mum Madeline and dad Nathan that she's not going to college. Abigail leaves and Madeline blames Nathan. As she returns to the office, she again bumps into Mary Louise, brace yourselves. Mary Louise is looking for a small place in town so she can get out from Celeste's feet. Madeline pulls her up about the earlier insults, and Mary Louise apologises in a roundabout way, which includes adding a few more insults into the mix. I think the word was vapid. Jane is on a beach, happily dancing like nobody's watching, until she's interrupted by someone who actually was watching. It's the same young colleague from the aquarium heading out for a surf. Oy oy. They laugh about her dancing and looking a little bit psycho before he casually mentions that, as one of the Monterey Five who were there the night the guy died, she must be pretty used to people in a small town talking about her. Jane, Madeline, Celeste and Renata meet in a car to discuss this. They conclude that even if the people of Monterey are still talking, the police have definitely moved on. Madeline calls on Nathan and Bonnie. Bonnie answers and tells Madeline she's struggling with the fact that she killed Perry and that they made up the story that he slipped too soon and about how she feels so alone. Before they can get any deeper into it, Nathan appears. Madeline asks to see Abigail. Her daughter says she's been offered a job with a new startup company that builds houses for the homeless. Taking it as expected, Madeline loses her temper and the pair again bang heads before Madeline storms out. Drinking at a bar, Jane asks Celeste if she ever hates her for what happened between her and Perry. Celeste tells her she doesn't blame her in the slightest. Back home, Celeste sits down for dinner with Mary Louise and the twins. Mary Louise begins singing the praises of her son as a great man to the boys and how angry she gets when she sees other dads with their kids when her son, their father, is dead. She tells the boys that when she saw that, she screamed, saying it's good to scream and they shouldn't hold it in. She then unleashes a horrible, tortured scream that shocks everyone at the table and then questions why Celeste doesn't feel quite as angry as her. Bonnie walks to the police station. She stands outside, seemingly contemplating whether to go in or not. Celeste wakes from another nightmare where she screams at Perry that she'll kill him. Mary Louise comforts her, then asks blankly, Who is it we were going to kill? Thanks for listening. Hope it's been helpful. 
Listen, if you've enjoyed this, I would love it if you subscribe. We've got loads more shows where this came from, and we'd love you to join us for them. A five-star review wherever you get your podcasts from would also be absolutely fantastic. If you've got any feedback or ideas for a show that we should be covering, we'll almost certainly be doing the big ones, but you never know. There may be others that we've missed. Let us know. I'd love to hear from you over on Twitter. You can find us at Previous Podcast or just email us hello at previouslyon.co.uk. Previously On is presented by Jamie East and is a Daft Doris production. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.